0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Spotlight. I'm Zach Bentley, Senior Reporter at Infrastructure Investor. Recently, I spoke with Philippe Buslinger, Head of European Infrastructure at the Ontario Municipal Employees Retirement System. OMAS is one of the largest worldwide infrastructure investors, and the strategy is certainly working out with the Canadian Pension Fund. In 2020, it generated negative returns of 8.4% and 11.4% for private equity and real estate, respectively. However, Infrastructure had a positive return of 8.6%, down from just 8.7% in 2019. So I began by asking Philippe, what's the secret sauce to the infra success?
1: I would point out that our portfolio has been built over the last 15, 20 years. And so when you look at the OMERS infrastructure portfolio, it's a portfolio that makes around 20% of the OMERS balance sheet. It is invested in more than 30 companies. And so that diversification in itself is a great driver of the resilience of the portfolio. And so those relationships that have been forged with the management teams and the preparation in terms of the resilience of the systems, the processes, the good governance around the boards, etc. These are all key ingredients that have contributed to deliver a good return in an adverse environment.
0: Also helping returns were the sales of stakes in companies such as UK smart metering group Mapleco, and Finnish electricity distributor Karuna. Busting explained what was behind these rare decisions.
1: And so you'll agree that there are very high valuation levels in the market at the moment and clearly crystallising value on an opportunistic basis also has helped boost returns uh, this year for us. But we would also look at selling assets opportunistically. And so The key drivers for us are, I mean, we we ask the question ourselves as to whether we are the natural owners of assets. Does the risk profile fit our return aspiration? Is there enough value for us as an owner of the asset? And we actually support the management team in in improving the operations, or is it more of a bond play? And uh, so we would rotate out of some of the assets where we've exhausted our ability as an owner to continue to support value creation.
0: When it came to the portfolio's highlights, it was actually some of the lower returning assets which caught the eye.
1: I think last year, what people call core and and super core assets were very resilient because they were not linked to the economic activity or people moving around. I mean, and that's why infrastructure as an asset class is so attractive is that, you know, when the rest of uh, investors' balance sheet gets impacted, there is a significant place for uh, infrastructure assets in any investor's portfolio. OMA's
0: 2020 success came despite being the part owner of both Associated British Ports and London City Airport, which obviously had to deal with vastly reduced footfalls and the threat of Brexit. I asked Baslinger what has been done to secure the long-term future of these assets.
1: In the case of London City Airport and in the case of uh, some of the other assets, we as shareholders came together with our partners and with management team to ensure that those assets would have uh, balance sheet flexibility. So in some cases, we did support the company arranging additional facilities or expanding the current liquidity facilities in order to ensure that they were not going to trip over covenants. And in some cases, a negotiation with the lenders has been required as well. Overall, I have to say that the debt investors and and the banking community has been quite supportive for
0: these assets. Fortunately for Buslinger, Omer's investment profile means it is not under pressure to realise these investments and can, quite literally in the case of ABP, Turn the ship around.
1: If you've been around as an equity investor for you know, 15, 20 years, your assets would have seen you know, two or three bumps in the road. So banks you know, look back at how shareholders have behaved in the past, how supportive they are of their assets, and clearly having the financial flexibility that a Canadian pension fund has in addition to the DNA and the set of values that we have as an investor clearly helps create trust with your stakeholders. Not being under pressure to exit an asset allows you to make the better longer term decisions, which in some instances you know, do require more investment.
0: OMERS, as a shareholder in Thames Water and SGN in the UK, has had a challenging year with regards to regulators. However, Bustlinger remains optimistic as to the future of regulated assets.
1: We did actually increase our exposure to power networks throughout 2020, because of the acquisition of a minority stake in Transgrid in Australia, so we we continue to like power, we continue to like power network, you know, despite the tight returns that uh, subsegment of the asset class has to offer. It hasn't been a, an easy job for regulators. Investors have been on the receiving end of tough regulatory final determinations, and it is about fine tuning those trade offs that we're talking about. And we hear from a UK government, their willingness to continue to attract international investments. And some may fear that regulators have gone too far recently. So it may very well be that they are going to to turn the corner, in particular on the back of the CMA appeals and resolutions that are coming from those bodies. And it would be, I think it would be foolish not to capitalize on the success of the last 15, 20 years, to be honest.
0: Last year, OMA's made what was its second digital infrastructure investment, investing alongside EQT and Deutsche Glasfaser. And Bustlinger told us that the pension wants to more than double its investment in this sector.
1: These are great investments for us because it does diversify the risk profile of our infrastructure portfolio. When you look at telecom investments... They have less regulatory risk that you would find in a power network or a gas network. And on the other side, it has less GDP risk than the one you'd find in a port
0: or an airport. He does, however, sound a note of caution on transaction prices.
1: I'm actually surprised how quickly investors have become comfortable with telecom infrastructure. I mean, that speaks to the increasing sophistication of the investors in the asset class we see more aggressive business plans and lower discount rates implied in the prices paid. And that is happening much earlier than what I had anticipated, to be honest. So the telecom infrastructure segment is actually re-rating very quickly and for the benefit of people who've invested in the past. And by the same token, it's becoming much more challenging to generate superior returns in that space for new investors who don't have yet an exposure.
0: Finally, I asked Baslinger to get his crystal ball out and predict what we might see for the remainder of the year.
1: You know, the COVID impact on portfolios has been a wake-up call for some of our peers. People have realised they had perhaps too much exposure to transport or not enough exposure to assets that have low correlation with uh, economic activity or, or mobility. And so I think we'll continue to see core infrastructure assets outside the transport sector trading at quite tight returns, whether it's in the utility space or telecom space. We're going to continue to see a lot of capital flowing into the infrastructure asset class. And so the mitigants to keep the returns high enough are investing in talent, uh, investing in processes, definitely having a diversified portfolio, as we were mentioning before, because this is not the last bump that we'll get in our professional careers.
0: That's all for today. And thanks to Philippe for joining us. If you want to hear more episodes, you can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or check us out on PI Media's various titles online. For Infrastructure Investor, I'm Zach Bentley. Thanks for listening.